Hello and welcome to Brussels Sprouts, the world's leading podcast on all things Brussels Sprouts. So much so that we never even talk about Brussels Sprouts because what else is there to say that we haven't already said on Brussels Sprouts? My name is Dan and today I am delighted to be joined by the amazing Becca Clancy, Operations Director at Venice Welcome to the show, Becca. Hi, Dan. Hello. Thanks for having me. That, that's that's quite all right. You're quite all right. It's, it's super great to get you onto the show. I'm super excited and I'll stop saying super to hear more about uh, the Venus Space story going forward. First question, though, most important question. How are you? I'm good, actually. I'm really good. Um, it was the 12th of April yesterday, which I think everyone was just sort of desperately waiting for that day to come. So, yeah, I had a um, a, a beer in a beer garden and, uh, yeah, been out for a run this lunchtime. So feeling good. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. You're making me very jealous with the run and slash beer. Did Have you gone for the run to work off the beer? Is that what we're saying? Absolutely. Gel. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, question for you then, did you have to book that to go for a beer? Yes, yeah. So we've got, we've got quite a cool um, outdoor um, scene, I guess, happening in Bournemouth, probably as there are in lots of different cities. Um, and yeah, there's a, a more student central pub, I'd say. Um, but yeah, we went along with it and... Um, it was really good fun. Really good. We were able to book and get in, even though it's last minute. And uh, yeah, did a bit of a meeting there as well. So yeah, it was great. Oh, two birds with one stone. I mm. love it. I am super gel and I guarantee you at the weekend, I'll be also having a beer. Mm. <laughs> Should the weather permit. I, you know, I don't think I've yeah. got a big enough coat to <laughs> sit outside. <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> I found a spare coat in my car. So I double coated um, <laughs> and it actually started snowing as well whilst we were sat outside, which is, yeah, it's mad. <laughs> very cold we'll do anything for a beer in england it seems mm-hmm. <laughs> um, commitment to the course <laughs> becca thank you for coming on the show today what i like to start with always always is i want to get to know you a bit better so i've got some questions i put together for you if you don't like them then you'll be personally offending me because i put them together so okay. <laughs> i'm joking are you ready yes right i'm going to start the clock in my head okay mm-hmm. question one what was the last movie tv book or movie <laughs> that made you cry or tear up oh that is a good question um I watched the and this is my terrible pronunciation I think it's the Mauritanian um and it's a story of um a it, he was essentially captured and put in Guantanamo Bay and his treatment there was um just startling I think for anyone that watched it it was just really really moving and I, I only watched it halfway through and then I came in the office next day the next day and I said guys I can't believe this movie and the worst it was actually I w- carried on watching it the next day and I hadn't even seen the worst of it and it was just it was just a really moving emotional uh movie but it does end very nicely so yeah I had tears <laughs> on that uh, one quite tears of happiness there that's a twist I thought there were going to be tears of sadness yeah I think it was a bit, bit of both I mean it's extreme but it's uh it's got a nice ending do you know what? It's a good, like, uh, seeing Guantanamo Bay gives you really good ideas of how not to run a, a co-working space. Uh, uh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you won the lottery, what would be the first thing that you'd do? Um, at this moment in time, I would absolutely go on holiday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I think we're probably all in the, that boat. Uh, yeah, I, I would, uh, I'd probably pack up my two little children, my husband, and, uh, yeah, set off around the world, I think. That sounds lovely. I, I would go too. Uh, that's what I would do too, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're all missing it, aren't we? Um, what hobby have you always wanted to learn or get into? Um, tennis, 
Oh, actually yeah. um, I used to play tennis when I was younger just at school um, and then I think I just sort of I stopped playing as adults we just drop those hobbies don't we and uh, for, yeah for years I was like I should get back into it should get back into it and it was my little uh, lockdown thing that I did when we were able to go and play I joined a tennis club and uh, yeah got back to it so yeah that's one thing I'd say that I've, I've got back into that was a hobby that I'd yeah always wanted to get back into. Long. It seems like it could be a really fun game to play but you know I'm not a fan of uh, weather and stuff so I just don't really <laughs> like it for that reason. <laughs> yeah it's, it's lovely on a sunny day but in the uh, in the rain uh, it's not so fun. Well that's how I'm, I'm happy that you got back into it. Um, what movie or TV show do you wish you could delete from your memory so that you could watch it for the first time again? Suits. Oh, cool. 100%. It was brilliant. Harvey <laughs> Specter is amazing as a character and as a man. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I wish I could erase all of that and then rewatch it again and experience it for the first time. And also, I, I find with TV series is when you watch them and then you have to wait six months for the next one to come out. I think um, if you've loved a TV series and you would like watch it again and just binge watch it over the series of a week or so, I'd love to be able to do that. Yeah. I've never actually seen it, but I hear he's quite the specimen. <laughs> he's brilliant. Yeah, he's, he's a very fine businessman. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's, it's very good. Cool, Leo. I've heard it's good, yeah. Uh, when was the last time, last question for you, when was the last time you left the house without your phone? Oh, that, yeah, that is, that, <laughs> that, is a good, that is a difficult one. Um, I often don't take it running with me um yeah. we do a little running club in the office and I generally will leave my phone in the office does that count I feel like that's kind of cheating no that counts um, do you yeah. take uh, do you have anything tracking your run or anything with you at that point nothing oh that's nice that's cool yeah. very um uh, down very to work uh, <laughs> I like yeah. that yeah because I do it I've got one of, I go for a run and I have the, all those straps on my arms you know that's got like my phone that's in it. my keys and like yeah. apple <laughs> all sorts yeah. of stuff I, I it's it's just liberating I think to just feel like you've got no technology on you for once but then you do feel like you're naked and you're missing something <laughs> and then you're like oh god have I lost it and you come back to your desk and you're like there's my phone again <laughs> well do you know what actually I'm like oh if no one knows that I'm running why am I doing it that's my thing you know so I like to put it on the apps Facebook Instagram all secret you know but at the same time everywhere and yeah then, and it's worth it Give yourself some accountability, exactly. But I think when I'm, yeah, so when we're doing our little running club with a few of us that run in the office, they are seeing me. <laughs> They're seeing me, <laughs> yeah. witnessing me running. There's my accountability. <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> that is the same. Uh, okay. Thank you, Becca, for that. That is uh, very interesting. Uh, you know, I sort of know about your, the TV shows that make you cry. I know a lot about your TV habits, really, uh, which is what I really wanted to know, actually. And I think mm. what all the listeners wanted to know, too. So thank <laughs> you so much for answering, honestly. Now, obviously, it's great to get to know you and stuff. But actually, this is a serious podcast, kind of. And we want to hear about Venice Space. And so let's picture this. Cut to outside an elevator. I'm a potential, uh, you know, customer of Venice Space. I'm like, oh, I'm just, I'm just saying things like, I'm going, oh, well, I found some space, you know, yeah. any space. Uh, then you've got 30 seconds to the next floor. What happens? Go. Oh, okay. <laughs> best, best elevator sales pitch. Yeah, so I'd probably start talking about you first. That's what I would do 100%. <laughs> I think it always starts with the person that you're speaking to. Um, but essentially, Venice Space was born um, because 
as a business, we needed space of our own and we could never really find that space. So I think what's really important when it comes to sort of looking at office space providers, certainly for us, it was all about kind of providing um, people with flexibility, really nice kind of modern spaces um, and also just what your business needs. I think the key is always dealing with your clients. So getting to know what their business needs, what they do um, and how they need to use their space. Um, I, I often hear people talk about the number of desks in an office and things like that. And I find that quite restrictive. We all work in such different ways. Mm. So essentially, we're an office space company. Um, that's the core of what we do. But we also offer things like co-working. We have some really great communal spaces. Um, it really suits a more flexible working business as well. We have 24-7 access to our buildings. We have really good coffee. We have great Wi-Fi. All those things that businesses really need. And I think it's always going to be down to what businesses need is where we we start looking at how we can help you. And um, because that's certainly how we start how we started as a business. And we can never find the space. We could never have the flexibility. Um, so when we bought our first building in 2011, we knew what we wanted as a business. Um, we've got a few other businesses as well. Um, and it was really important that we gave those businesses the space that they needed um, and also for their employees, keeping yeah. employees happy for employee retention. Those things are really important. Um, so it definitely all starts all starts with the business that you're dealing with. Oh, I, I mean, I'll take it. That's what I say these days. I say, I'll take it. I think <laughs> what's really interesting is that the way you started was out the need for an, your own office space. That's quite a sort of nice full circle you've got going on there. Really cool. Um, qu- one more question for you then quickly on that is why Venice space? What does that mean? That is a really good question. So <laughs> um, our group of companies um, is a company called Veneta. Um, and Venisa in Latin is to hunt um, and we have companies of headhunters, recruiters. Um, so really Venice Space was a name that when we bought the buildings and we were sat with our recruiters, uh, we had one recruiter actually um, that said we were trying to think of names of what could we call this office brand um, that we kind of, you know, found ourselves in. Uh, and Venice Space was sort of born from that. So, yeah, it was an expansion of, of the word Veneta. That makes sense, doesn't it? That, that's a really good answer and the absolute truth, it sounds like. So I like that a lot. Um, thank you, Becca, for that lovely elevator pitch. Um, I think um, I think I'll take it. I'd like to take some space. Great. Good. <laughs> Tell me more about your business. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say that for another time. Thank you, Becca. So let me uh, go through. I've got some questions. That I'd love to get your feedback on that and, and sort of get your insight into. So quick one to start with. What do you think the absolute do's and don'ts are when creating the perfect workspace for your members? That is a really good question, um, because I always think that obviously we're in we're in an age where we've got lots of amazing um, marketing companies. And, you know, the, the way that we um, absorb content, we've got such high demands of what that should look like. But I think as an office space provider, um, we need to strip it back to the basics. Um, there's so many things that at, as a buildings facilities company that we need to make sure that are the, are the forefront of everything that we do. Do yeah. our buildings work in the way that our clients would expect? Does it make it easy for clients to get their coffee in the morning? Is the coffee good enough? Are the plug sockets in a good location for where people would have their desks? So yeah. I would say it's probably not the most interesting answer, but the basics are something that is at the top of my priority when I'm looking at spaces in general. Is yeah. there a lot of light, natural light? What about green space around us? Um, 
all things, everything from being able to walk into the office and not have to worry about who turns the light switches off at the end of the day. So all of our all of our buildings are on LED um, lights, so we've got no light switches. It just makes things easier for our clients. Um, and I do think that those basic things just make a huge difference to kind of employees in general and anyone that's using our spaces. So, yeah, the big do, I think, is just to focus on the basics, focus on the finer details, um, because I think they, they go a long way. Yeah, do you know what? I agree with you. I think initially when I first sort of researched in this industry, there was a lot of focus on like ping pong tables, like uh, as much booze you could drink. But actually, uh, what I've noticed now, the trend is that everyone just wants to get those basics absolutely spot on so people can remove all the distractions and actually get down what you're there to do, essentially, which is, you know, um, make money. Yeah, exactly. And and I think that having businesses at the forefront, you know, we are here to service businesses. So making sure that they can do do their jobs properly and their employees can do their jobs and they can continue to grow and make money and, and really just understanding that we are essentially a spaces provider and everything should work seamlessly um, and ultimately they should be getting a really really seamless process and we're experts in what we do for a reason um, so that's yeah that's definitely my big do I'd say my don'ts is it's funny you say about the ping pong tables and things like that I've experienced a ping pong table in the office where I was sat right uh, in front of it and <laughs> the amount of times I'd get hit in the head with a ping pong ball drew, drove me nuts but I definitely say that some of the trends just aren't worth following um some things are obviously really really nice to have in terms of trends you know a free beer tap we actually have one um down the rabbit hole in Exeter which is great because it allows collaboration and it allows people to kind of mingle and um and network and just kind of have a bit of a 5 p.m. on a Friday, chill out. But I would yeah. say that generally it's never worth um, getting drawn into those design fads. Yeah, that, that's, I think that's a really good point. Um, and I agree with you. It is good to have that thing on a Friday. It must be great for morale. Everyone's sort of getting together, having a couple of beers at 5 p.m., like you say. Um, I've, I've worked at a place like that before. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I think but, you, you yeah. have to have that separation um, from yeah. kind of what you're providing as an, an office space provider. Um, but, you know, we do have some nice, fun things um, and some cool design aspects in our communal spaces. But certainly keeping that separate so that those clients that really do need to get down to business um, can make sure that they've got a very nice, private, quiet area to work in. And, you know, they're free to create the space that they want to. As soon as they go into those those four walls, that's their space. We really encourage people to kind of use that um and putting their their kind of brand stamp on it too just like back-to-back -back ping pong tables <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, do you know what i worked in a place at a ping pong table as well and the same thing happened is where the chairs and tables around the ping pong table just always universally empty essentially yeah. um, exactly it's never nice when you're on the phone and you're getting hit by ping pong balls. <laughs> it's never a nice experience. <laughs> Where does the line draw between sort of workspace and youth club? That's <laughs> what I'm always exactly. trying to work out. <laughs> Very interesting. Thank you. A, a recent survey showed that a, a million businesses or so uh, employing three million people are all considering moving to a four day week. Do you think this will have an impact on the flex space market? Yes, I think. I think it will affect um, serviced office providers kind of twofold, really. I think there'll be certainly a reduction in the sizes of offices that um, businesses will be taking. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if they don't have, obviously not everybody will be in on certain days. So that whole flexible environment, um, you may well need less desks in your office, which in turn will, you know, that you won't need a bigger office. Um, and I think businesses will kind of shift towards looking for more office hubs. Lots of clients that I've been speaking with recently, especially larger size, um, they're definitely looking at a, a more hub environment where they can have um, people coming and going as they please with that flexibility. Yeah. Um, but I think for us, we're more of a regional player. Mm. Um, so we're not so we don't really have a presence in big cities. So I think that will I, I don't think that will affect us um, as sure. much, really. And it will really work in our favour um, as there's less people commuting and more people that will be seeking um, potentially a, a co-working space where they live without commuting to London. They might look for a space like ours that they can come and work yeah i agree with you and i think being in that regional space right now must be really exciting because of the sort of focus of what moving away from big cities and just thinking about what your options are not traveling for ages and stuff yeah and also i think we we can't really discount the fact that um this sort of trend in flexible working has been highlighted so much in the last few years that us as office space flexible working space providers have seen um the the pandemic's obviously highlighted that shift in working where we were all forced to work from home for those months um but really there has been a big shift in flexible working and there's lots of different movements um that are quite interesting really that come shared parenting leave is one and people that are more and more encouraged to do that flexible working um model so i think it's something that's just been highlighted by the pandemic but uh we've definitely seen those trends over the last few years uh do you know what what, i agree with you what you said and what i love about people staying sort of local and uh regional is that it starts pumping money and resource back into those areas as well and uh sustainability so less less travel and things like that so i think there's some really nice benefits to people working near near home Absolutely. And I think that the concept of the four day week, you know, is something that employers can give to their employees. Um, but us as an office space provider, we can obviously give that flexibility to employers that we're essentially there to support them. So you're always going to kind of have a demand for, for companies that offer that flex working because we, well, like we said, we are flexible um, and we can kind of provide whatever space those businesses need. So whether that be inside big cities or we see less commuters and we see more regional uh companies like us popping up i, I think that's definitely gonna gonna happen in the coming years for sure fair enough let me ask you one question then quickly is um would you prefer a four-day week yes or no i used to do a four-day week so i have two young children and um I was doing a four day week when I came back from maternity leave. And yes, I really enjoyed that because I got to spend a day with with my kids. Um, But that being said, I have a very, very busy job. So I really struggled um, to do that in four days. And actually what I found is that I was becoming more and more overwhelmed in those four days. And obviously, like all of us, we enjoy an element of flexibility. But I do think discipline should be the kind of key. We should all have our own self-discipline. And we should have a reason to be getting up and turning up for ourselves and our jobs every day. Um, So I think there should be more of a focus on what is entailed in your job and getting that job done as opposed to how many hours that job should take. Um, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of very burnt out people from living and working in, the, in their same four walls at home. And I think, yeah, by kind of getting people back to back to the office and giving people that sense of purpose, I certainly enjoy coming to the office every day. Um, having spent, you know, quite a lot of time at home, like all of us recently. So yeah, I'm, I have to say I, I enjoy my five-day week. Yeah, do you know what? I, I'm inclined to agree with you. I think um, 
my home office is like the equivalent of Guantanamo Bay. So I'm, you know, I can't wait to get back to the office uh, for as long as yeah. possible. In fact, yeah, um, exactly. Interesting. Um, so another thing that I've been seeing popping up recently: recent reports are showing hotels are uh, sort of competing for workspace customers alongside sort of the flex space and traditional providers. Um, and it also goes along a trend of people sort of offering sort of hotel hotel like service at these places. Do you think the hospitality and commercial real estate industry are beginning to merge? I wouldn't say they're necessarily merging. Um, I would say that they're probably doing so more out of necessity. Um, yeah. You know, hospitality have been, you know, arguably hit the hardest, one of the hardest during the last 12 months. And I think I've just been amazed to see businesses' resilience and and how they've diversified their products and what they can offer. So I would definitely say that um, I know a pub local to me, they were offering some co-working, which is, you know, really yeah. cool, um, <clears throat> really good to get um, people through the door as well. And I, and I think that's a really, that's a great option, a great option for people. But I do think it's probably more out of necessity um, rather than uh, the two kind of combining. Um I, I would also say that workspaces and businesses have also kind of been quite closely tied with hospitality. I mean, I know over the years we've used um, hotels as venues to host academy days yeah. and coffee shops have typically been the kind of go to location for lots of interviews as well. So I think it's there's always been an element that workspaces have crossed over with hospitality. Um, but I, I wouldn't say that there would be anything other than the necessity at the moment. Hmm. Here's my idea then. Mm. Buy a hotel, top half, mm. living quarters for employees, bottom half, working. What do you think? Walk to work. Oh, I'm not sure. It's I think. Sci fi. Yeah, I, I, I know. I, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I mean, if they did all your cooking and cleaning and things like that, I mean, that might change my perception because if you had somebody cooking for you and you can choose from a restaurant menu I mean that sounds like a great life but you know I, I like going home and uh yeah I, I think it's nice to just travel to an office and I, I do think that there's lots of um co-working spaces that I've seen um that have a real cafe vibe in it yeah. and I think that's really really cool and I think people really like that but ultimately in those co-working spaces you've got a lot of people that are um there for the same reason they're all there to work and I do think when you're going to a pub to work or if you're going to a coffee shop you're not necessarily being surrounded by people with that same um that same goal of kind of working um I know having your headphones and being able to sort of you know disappear really in one of those spaces is great but ultimately you're not surrounded by people who are all doing this the same thing as you are mm, i agree with you i'm a bit of a sheep so if i go to the pub to work i end up just drinking uh, that's everyone also drinking. what i was going to say and i'm glad you've said it <laughs> because <laughs> i think that i would do the same yeah it's just hard not to get into join into the atmosphere and stuff um but yeah so interesting very interesting i agree i i think the um, hotels are uh, I think workspaces, it sounds like, are just doing more hotel-y like stuff in their places, yeah. like service and things like that. Service can be massive, it seems like. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's not important to everybody. Exactly. and I, But I do think that um, we are going to see in the next sort of six months as the summer comes as well, a, probably a bigger separation between leisure and work than we ever have before, because I think people are really going to want to be enjoying themselves, going out and socialising um, when we can, going out, eating dinners and going to coffee shops and kind of having those relationships with people where you meet in a coffee shop with a friend or you go to a pub with, uh, 
a group of friends that you're drinking with. And I, I personally wouldn't probably want to bring my laptop a, a, along to those environments because I would just want to be there for fun. <laughs> so I think that, yeah, that the last sort of year and the fact that we've not been able to do all those things has probably um, really shown that we need that separation. Um, another question for you then, I guess, that's not on my list, but how, one thing that I found when I was going back to the office now and again uh, during the summer last year is that... Um, so the office became really niche and new and fun. So I didn't really do much work because I was always just excited to chat to my old friends I had not seen. Um, how can I get back to normal in the office? Good question. Um, <laughs> I think that just do those things that, you know, this is not a normal time. And I think we're so, you know, we're all trying so hard to, to go, OK, I'm in the office now. Now I need to work. But you forget that you have been out of the office for such a long time. Do the socialising, do the catching up, have those social interactions, because those things are so much greater than anything that you've missed or things that you maybe should be doing at the time. And I probably say that to everybody. You know, I remember maybe eight months ago when we we sent some communication out to some clients. And the, the main thing that we were really focusing on is the fact that we should just be looking out for each other. And people were having some really, really hard times back then. And I think, you know, getting back to the office and I've seen it with clients that are, you know, popping in now and again. And, you know, and it's a real shock for them because they're back and they, they haven't they haven't been here for months. But what's really nice is that you can have those long conversations and catch up about life. And I think what that adds to your relationships with people is, yeah, is more special than feeling like you should be just sitting in front of your laptop working. So. Is, uh, you're saying to me go to work don't do any work go to the pub forget your laptop <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be the vibe that I'm getting uh, and I'm into it let me tell you that much for free um, <laughs> I think we've just had a hard year haven't we so we've, we've not been around lots and lots of people and I think it's only natural especially if um, lots of people I've known that have um, you know been living alone during during the last four months and you know they, they come back and they, they've got so much to say and so much to talk about and I mean I'm, I'm, a, I'm I love talking so I could, I'm definitely all ears for them uh, it's just really really nice to see people back and and understanding that you know we have created really safe spaces as well for those that do choose to return to the office um and just breaking down those those barriers of um yeah a really really tricky year yeah um another question I guess for you on that is uh, one thing that I I like about working from home is sort of the fact that I can probably get up a little bit later uh, do you think that works in the sort of uh, local co-working spaces and flex spaces favor to keep I don't have to get up at like half six anymore to get to work in theory. I want to keep that. Yeah, I, I can see that's not, I mean, I have kids, so I've never been in that that situation <laughs> where I like, had like nice long lay-ins. That would be lovely. But I do think that, um, yeah, flexible working spaces, co-working. Again, you're only really accountable for yourself and your team or whoever you work for. So I think as long as you're sort of showing up and, and really putting in the effort. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier about um, that flexibility in terms of actually just getting your job done and really yeah. kind of taking the hours, taking that out of it. And, you know, how much can you do? Uh, doing the best that you can in, in, in the time that you need to do that job. So I think, yeah, uh, co-working spaces will be very, very popular um, when people are wanting to return to the office. Um, maybe they're a, they're a freelancer uh, and they, they just want to kind of mix up their environment or they, they want to become more structured. Um, I know it's lovely to have lay-ins and things like that. But, you know, I think you sometimes can get to the stage where we all need that real routine and that real structure in our lives. And by knowing that you've got a space that's there, that you can use that's very flexible to you um it's going to be it's going to be good when people get back yeah and I, I, I didn't really talk about it much but I do I do really like your idea of um 
sort of objective based working so you work into a set of goals and things that you want to achieve rather than worrying about like all the hours that go into it it's like what do you need to achieve by when i'll do it <laughs> and then let's go from there i like that a lot like, that's sort of what we do with excel actually as well yeah um, it's yeah no it's cool um how do you how does the new working from anywhere slash hybrid working trends really start to benefit companies like Villaspace? I think the main reason is that we, as I mentioned earlier, we we don't really specialise in office spaces in big cities. Yeah. Um, so the the more kind of regional locations that we have, our um, our HQs in Bournemouth, um, and we have a centre, the Mount in um, Exeter, and I think those locations specifically as well have experienced you know high property prices. Um, and a real demand for renting as well. So we're going to see a lot of people that will stop commuting um, and that will choose to use centres like ours um, to either relocate their, maybe their small team um, or they, they choose to do co-working. So I think that's where uh, that working from anywhere um, in, in regional locations um, and in smaller, big cities, smaller <laughs> smaller cities, bigger towns, yeah. uh, like Bournemouth and Exeter that we're in currently. Um, and I think that's where we're really looking to expand into a, a, a other regional areas as well. I was going to say, are there any like, sort of areas that you put your eyes on that you go, right, that's perfect. That's like per equidistance between London and horizon distance. What do you think? Can you tell me? <laughs> yeah. It, that, that's a that's a good question. I mean, we've we've definitely got on our radar. Obviously, we're based in the south coast. We have quite a small team, um, so being based in Bournemouth, um, we're able to access London very easily um, and the kind of surrounding areas. Um, we've obviously got an airport here as well. So I think. Uh, you know, smaller city. I, I I was born in Bath, so I have a bit of a soft spot for Bath. I love Bath. Um, Bristol may be a bit on the cusp of a bit too big for us. Um, but yeah, we're always sort of open to looking at other ideas. Exeter was a big, big jump um, for us, but it's, you know, a good two and a half hour drive when we do go down there um, and, you know, setting up that business centre and, um, you know, bringing in new clients and things was a, was, was a pretty tough job when you're, uh, you're not living there and you're sort of having to commute. But um, yeah, we'll see. I think on the, you know, the, we, we do like the South Coast. Uh, yeah. It's a great place to live. It's a great place to be. And I think there's some really, really fun and exciting um, businesses um, and lots of really strong industries as well. So I, I think, yeah, watch this space. Yeah, it's cool down there. I th do you know what? I've seen a stat, something like uh, there's only 6% of the sort of UK market is sort of flex space or that, uh, at the moment. So that inevitably is going to at least double or triple or whatever. So I think there's a, such an exciting opportunity for you uh, in the next sort of several years. And I think it's a great place to be in, uh, I think. Uh, would you agree? Absolutely. We, yeah, we, we, we love, I mean, the locations that we're in, every time I go down to Devon, it's just, you know, it is one of the most beautiful places in the UK. Um, rolling hills, lots and lots of green space. Um, and yeah, just a really exciting city to be in. Um, Bournemouth as well, we've got a huge digital marketing um, agency scene here. Um, we've obviously got really good universities, so they feed lots and lots yeah. of great grads to, um, to to local businesses, which is fantastic. So I think, you know, in locations like that um, is, yeah, it's going to be going to be where we're, we're going to be looking to expand. Um, one last thing that I have for you, another question. Um, I keep seeing like um, on the Internet people building little offices in their garden. Um, like how much of a threat is that to you? <laughs> 
I mean, it's it's great. It's it, again, it's it's an extension to homeworking, isn't it? So I think if you're really committed, I think homeworking is either for you or not for you, um, and it really depends on your um, personal situation, um, or how you're able to motivate yourself or you who you need to be around. So I think if you're really dedicated to the the homeworking, um, especially if you work for yourself, you're just you know a startup, yeah. then it's a great you know it's a great place to start, and they look really cool. Yeah, um, but I, I know that and I know lots of other people that I know that, you know, very, very keen to just have that have that place where they, they come to work. So, yeah, it's an extension to homeworking. They look amazing. And, you know, you're probably increasing your property value as well at the same time. So that's a win win. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't see that as too much of a threat. Here's an idea for you then. Right. Uber, extra mm. sort of strength to their bow. You can order a cab for office space for as long as you're in it. You want to get out of the house? Order an Uber, get in the cab on their on their four G, and you're knocking about um, the city, just uh, really just, pumping those emissions out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd want it to be an electric car or something, and then you'd feel oh, yeah, a lot yeah. better. Electric is yeah, what I meant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so if you're in an electric car, yeah, you know, maybe, but it wouldn't be very comfortable. You'd have to have a very good steady driver. Office on wheels. What about um, mm. uh, a big like like do you know the Spice Bus from that film? A big a big bus. Absolutely. That? I mean, if it was the Spice World bus, then yes. I I've seen that. That's a restaurant now, apparently. Is it? Oh, I've made that up. I've probably made that up, but I, I definitely that's what made me think of it. <laughs> a bus, uh, a co-working bus. What do you think? Yeah, niche. Electric. Very niche. Mm. If it, yeah, electric would be would be great. Um, I think it would be bumpy. Um, and logistically, it would be a bit of a nightmare. Um, uh, yeah, I, I I wouldn't like to have a coffee unless it was in a travel mug. <laughs> that's true isn't it yeah it wouldn't really work would it oh Might well have technical issues <laughs> I, I, i'll keep trying to push that i'll keep trying to sell that to but i'm available uh if any uh, anyone in space wants to discuss that further <laughs> um what i'd like to do now is understand um uh, if you're funny or not so i've got a um i would like you to make me laugh with a great joke let's go okay dan are you ready for this uh, yeah, yeah i'm ready yeah okay why did yeah please why did the can crusher quit his job I don't know. because it was soda pressing <laughs> i got laughed i got laughed <laughs> yeah, that's all right i like that one i'll give you that i'll give you that uh that's that's a decent joke um and it's job related so it kind of works you know sort of works yeah that's good well done thank you so much um becca i really appreciate you coming down here on the internet uh, and telling us all about vendor space. It sounds like you're getting all the, the important things right. You've got great attention to detail. You're in a great location. Um, you're not worried about all the sort of the trendy, quirky stuff that doesn't really make much difference. You do have fun stuff as well, i.e. Uh, beers and stuff. It sounds like sounds like I've really listened to this conversation as well, not all that repeating back. <laughs> you have, Dan. Yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> no, uh, thank you so much. Have you had a nice time? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, it's been really good fun. That's great. Um, I just want to thank you for joining us again. I want to thank everybody for listening to uh, the show. Please like, rate and subscribe. Uh, you can find us on all available streaming apps. This has been Fishy and Delishy. This has been Brussels Sprouts. <laughs>